this. This beautiful thing you are listening to right here is the Lunduke Journal podcast for May 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I want to talk today about the future of tech podcasting and journalism, taking a high-level view today of all the tech podcasts. And I'm not just talking about Linux and open source or Windows. I'm talking all of it, all of the computery journalism that's out there, all, all of the newspapers and mag- columns and magazine articles and online publications and podcasts and really even the YouTubers, all of it into one giant ball. I've got a lot. I've got a lot I want to talk about with that. And I also want to mention that today is May 11th, which means one very important thing. In less than three days, Linux Sucks 2022 hits the world like a like a friggin' freight train. Uh, it's part of Lunduke Fest. happens on May 14th. If you are not currently a Lunduke Journal subscriber, you don't get to come. You don't get to take part in the joyous, nerdy goodness. That is going to be one of the funnest days of the year, at least for a lot of us. I recommend it. Go over to uh, lunduke.substack.com, lunduke.locals.com, or patreon.com slash Brian Lunduke. And uh, you can subscribe to the Lunduke Journal podcast or the Lunduke Journal in general, any one of those ways. You get exclusive podcast episodes, exclusive articles. There are so many articles. By the way, if you're getting this through a podcast aggregator or through the YouTubes or, or some other video site, you're not probably getting all of the goodness. Like, if that's the only way you get Lunduke and Lunduke Journal related stuff, you're missing out. Make sure you're subscribing over like on Substack or Locals or somewhere. Substack and Locals are amazing, by the way. We'll talk about more of those later. Anyway, do that so that you can take part in Linux Sucks. The only way you can watch that show is if you're a subscriber to the Lunduke Journal. It's the only way. It is the way. All right. Let's talk about this a little bit here. So I've been doing this whole tech podcasting, tech journalisming thing for a long time now. I started my career not in journalism, not in podcasting, not doing shows and writing things. I started my career in engineering, uh, software testing, software development, uh, software automation work. And then moving on from there, I started going into to management of development and, and all those sorts of things. And then once, once that line of work totally just ripped my soul out of my body and lit it on fire in front of me sort sort of like the scene from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they rip the heart out of the guy's chest and they're all like molarum 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 sodarum pump and the, the heart catches on fire and everything oh my goodness that's that's what the <laughs> that's what being in management <laughs> Of software engineers eventually did to me, and I had to, I had to change. Um, luckily, I had, I had the passion for for writing and and doing shows and all that sort of thing. So it was a it was an easy, obvious transition for me. And in in that time, I have been crazy lucky to work with some really, really talented people. I got to work with the folks over at IDG, Network World and IT World and all those. IDG owns like 87 bazillion publications. They're 
they own so much. Um, and then I also got to be one of the one of the editors over at Linux Journal magazine, which was amazing. That's an amazing group of people there. Um, a best best Linux magazine that ever was. Uh, it's it, may it rest in peace. I, I know it kind of exists nowadays, but not not really. It got it got purchased, and nothing really has been done with it. It it. it it lost its soul. It, it's, it doesn't really exist anymore. Um, the website's still there, which is good, but uh, man, I, I wish they would do something with that. If, if any of you out there have any, any, any ability to grab the ear of the new owners of, of Linux Journal and LinuxJournal.com, uh, tell them to come talk to me because uh, I have some ideas about ways they could just really reignite that. It could be great. Anyway, I digress. And, and I've been in the podcasting business for a while now. Uh, I've been doing podcasts since, uh, I want to say 2006, something like that. And a lot has changed in that time. And I've learned a lot in that time about what to do and what not to do. And I've watched trends in the industry come and go. I've watched, I've watched whole podcasts and careers and magazines and online publications spawn out of nothing, grow into these great heights and then explode and implode and die on themselves over and over and over again. And where I sit right now, I have a particular viewpoint on the whole of the tech journalism industry, which I include podcasts, uh, tech YouTubers, um, all of the online tech publications, as well as the tech magazines, and that even includes all those newspapers and big media outlets that have like the one rogue, quote, tech person that just usually just like reviews the new iPad when they comes out. You know what I mean? I include all of that. All of that I include in this. And looking forward, I see some changes coming. And those changes are already happening for a lot of us. And I see them accelerating. And one of the big things is I'm seeing a distinct trend away from advertising. Advertising, the podcasts and YouTubers and, and magazine writers and the whole lot of them that rely on advertising for their revenue, that's going to be going away. And there's a bunch of reasons for that, and it's such a good thing. It is such a profoundly good thing, and let me lay out for you why I feel like that. First, the background. Journalism, in general, was always, and not just tech journalism, but, but, like, but like the journalism that... <laughs> I was almost I almost said the journalism that really matters. <laughs> but, but like I mean the tech journalism matters to us, you know, but but like the the journalism about like, you know, what happens in your town or your country or the politics or whatnot. It was always a, a pardon my French here, but a damn the man sort of sort of career, right? It was one where you as a journalist, this was always the way you know, always the way until really, really recently, this was always the way where the journalists did not trust the rich boys. They just didn't trust them. They didn't trust the mega millionaires and the giant mega corporations and the government agencies and none of them, none of them were to be trusted. By default, the whole idea you were supposed to be skeptical of all of it because you're representing 
the common man. The everyman, the, the average person out there, and you're looking out for them and getting the information that you, that's needed to them, right? And, and part of that meant that it was always a tricky business trying to find ways to fund your publication. And advertising invariably worked its ugly head into it, but it was kept minimal, it really was. And subscriptions and individual issue purchases was the primary driving force behind how those journalists paid their bills. And those journalists were never making a million dollars. They were not crazy rich. Maybe a few of them, but not really. Not by and large. They were more average people. Middle income, you know? Just just your regular blue-collar people. It's just that they were writing the news. They, they weren't out there to hobnob with the elites and to, to kiss up to the millionaires and billionaires of the world. That just wasn't the way. And in tech journalism nowadays, it is absolutely the way. Uh, the, if you've never worked in tech journalism or in tech uh, public relations, oh my word, uh, it is, there is so much took us kissing, for lack of a better word, that goes on. The vast majority of tech journalists, what they do, and 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 I, I've seen it firsthand way too much, is they take press releases from big giant corporations, they rewrite them and release them as an article, over and over and over again. And there's many reasons that they do this, many reasons. One is that it's easy. It's so easy. It's the laziest thing you can possibly do is just to take a press release and rewrite the gosh darn thing. Oh, I got a new press release from uh, ABC Mega Corporation. They say that Kubernetes and Docker are their future and they're accelerating B2B practices. Well, I'm going to write title of this article, you know, ABC accelerates B2B practices over and over and over again. And here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing about those articles and there's a ton of them go to ZDNet on any given day that ends with a Y and you will find five and a half bazillion of those articles it's ridiculous uh, same with IDG who I wrote for for half a decade it's filled to the brim with them nobody reads them it's this weird thing they keep doing it but nobody reads them. The readership on those is literally, most in most cases, measured in the hundreds. And when you're talking about a real big tech publication and you're only getting 200 reads on an article, you, I mean, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Oh my gosh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the it's the truth. It happens. And some have a little bit more than that. Sometimes you can get a couple thousand out of it if you're really lucky and you're one of the big publications, but it's it, it's really not much. But it's easy so they keep doing it. The other thing reason they do it is they want to keep those relationships good. The relationship between the writer and the company and the and the company that they're covering and the relationship between the publication and the company the publication and the company well that makes sense because the publication needs the company's advertising dollars 
And when you look at and take a really hard look sometimes, not just at who the current advertisers are for any given publication, online, print, whatever, but who the past advertisers are and who maybe could possibly be a future advertiser. And then look at the way those particular companies are covered within that publication. It is insane. It is, it is the biggest round of Tukas kissing that you could possibly have. And it is boring. It is bland. It is unhelpful to the average nerd. Like, there's very little that any of us, you, me, or any other random dev or computer enthusiast or anyone could get from any of that. I mean, maybe he will get little nuggets of info here and there that are valuable. But by and large, it's just not interesting. But they do it because they really, really, really want those advertising dollars because they need it to stay in business because most of them are operating on a shoestring budget, most of the publications nowadays. And then there's the writers, though. The writers keep those good feelings between them and the companies going. And sometimes that doesn't make a lot of sense until you start going to events and you go to these events for big companies. I'm not going to name any names right now. It, it, a lot of you know my background, and you'll immediately start pointing out, all right, what the heck? Uh, I'll, I'll point this out. So I used to work in marketing for Sousa, for Purism, um, and I, I've been involved in various ways with a lot of other companies as well. And when you're at an event, and you're at an event for your company, you do special things for your press people. At Sousa, what we would do is we would literally wine and dine the heck out of the press. It's true. And, and me being press and me be having worked in marketing for that particular company, I saw both sides of it. Before I worked for the company, I was just, I was just a journalist. I just I worked uh, for Network World and I went to Suzicon one year before I ever worked for the company. And I was at Suzicon. I was there um, uh, for the company. They flew me in. They paid for it. They put me up at a hotel, paid for it. They fed me amazingly. It, I mean, I ate good. I was stuffed morning, noon and night. No doubt about it. They, they fed me well. And they did the same for all the other journalists that were there as well. They took us out to events. We went indoor skydiving and go-karting. And this, I'm not joking. And have little in, in, mini parties just for the press. And it was... And we got treated all fancy and we had special rooms just for us to relax in with snacks and pastries and croissants and, and fruit baskets and not joking. It was off the charts, right? They treated us like royalty. Why? So we would think nothing but positive thoughts of them. And so sometimes some journalists, it was subconscious. They wouldn't even think about it. They would just think real positively about the company now. And Sousa is not the only company that does that. I mean, every company of any given size does this. All of them do. <laughs> All of them do. Uh, and once a company reaches a certain size and they've got the budget to do this sort of thing, they do it. 
And what you get is not necessarily dishonest reporting, but very selective reporting. You get reporting of just the good bits from a real sanitary high level, from a person who's predetermined to be thinking positively about the company, about the products that they're talking about, about their B2B services that are pushing high uptime availability, blah, 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 right? They're going to be writing about how amazing all that is. And they don't want that to end. The journalists really don't. They want more of that. <laughs> Let me take a little sip here. They want more of that. I mean, can you blame them? Fruit baskets, man. Ah, fruit baskets. It's a good time. It re and, it and it was. It was a fun time for me. It was a fun time for the other journalists. But when you sit back and think about it, as objective as I always tried to be, and as objective as some of the journalists tried to be, some of them did not try. <laughs> some of them were not even pretending to be objective. But as objective as some of us were trying to be, it's hard to do that because not you have this you've been you've been wined and dined and praised and complimented and given you know gifts and everything else by this company that you now want to talk nicely about and there's the theoretical promise of more of that in the future you don't want that to go away both subconsciously and consciously and then you've got your editors and publishers who kind of want this company to advertise with the firm so you don't want to say anything that would push them away from advertising because then you might go out of business and not be able to get paid in the future so you might not be a journalist anymore right so now things have changed a little bit more and more journalists more and more podcasters and writers and youtubers are realizing these are problems because even when Excuse me. I, I have a frog in my throat that only carbonated water can cure. Here we go. Mm. Oh, yeah, that did it. That frog went right down. All right. <laughs> um, because even when you're trying your hardest, if you've got advertisers on your show that even if they have nothing to do with the topic you're talking about, as a podcaster, as a as a writer, as a YouTuber, whatever, that is always going to be in the back of your mind. How is what I'm doing going to make the advertiser feel? How is the advertiser going to be represented now, right? Because if you say something that makes the advertiser look bad or harms them in some way, you could be losing an advertiser and you might not have another one lined up and you probably are reliant on that advertiser to pay the bills. And even if you're not reliant on them, you still like moolah. Money is nice. So, so what do you do? Well, you censor yourself. You watch yourself. You steer clear of certain topics. You steer clear of certain ideas. You sugarcoat certain bad things. You avoid other bad things entirely. You don't mention some good things about potential competitors of the advertisers that you have or things that might make the advertiser not look as great. These things come up regularly. So you don't get to do the show 
that you truly want to do or write the articles that you truly want to write as long as you have advertisers. It's impossible. It cannot be done. And I, the reason I know it cannot be done is after having worked for a lot of publications, been friends with a whole lot of journalists, and watched the industry for years, I have never seen it done. Not one time. And once you get keyed into it, once you start looking for those things, you sit down and watch a YouTube video about something as innocuous as... Um, computer teardowns and unboxings, and they're sponsored by this company that makes audiobooks and this company that makes online learning courses, right? And you start noticing, wait a minute, I can, you can almost feel the areas where the presenters or the writers, where they pulled back a little bit or they modified things ever so. That's no good. That's no good. And now here we are. And there's people out there. A lot of us are increasingly realizing we can do away entirely with the advertising structure. We don't need to be on YouTube and relying on all the, 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 the Google AdSense and the YouTube advertisements and all that. We can do away with all of that. We don't need in-show advertising and sponsors. We don't need banner ads on our websites anymore. Because, I mean, if you've got a, a website that is uh, focused on, let's say, talking about Linux news or Windows news or video game news, and you're running a whole bunch of Google banner ads and whatnot, you're doing the exact same thing uh, that I've been talking about through this whole show. You're not being, you're not being your true self. It's not possible. But you don't need to do that at all. I've been doing the Lunduke Journal for a while now. Uh, sometime last year, you know, because we, we, we started making the transition, really, because um, I used to do I used to have some great sponsors for my shows that I did uh, 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 System 76 and Pogo Linux and Lulzbot 3D printers and GoDaddy and, and, and uh, Linode and company after company, really good companies, right? Companies that were relevant to the work that I did. But I still recognized the ways in which that was negatively impacting the content I cr could create. So I started transitioning away from that. And uh, sometime was it, I think it was September, uh, was it October maybe? Maybe October of last year, the Lunduke Journal hit a point, And it took a lot of work to get there. But it hit a point where strictly through subscriptions, we were self-sustaining. Meaning this became my full-time job and I didn't, I not only have no corporate master at all, but I didn't have to seek out any advertisers. I didn't have to keep advertisers happy. I didn't have to court new advertisers. I didn't have to do any of it. I, I never have to worry about sponsorships and advertisers and ad packages and writing new ads and all of that. And what I say that might impact an ad, a, a company, and I don't have to worry about that. I can say whatever the heck I want. And I get to determine as the writer, as the journalist, as the as the podcaster, I get to determine what those shows look like, the tone of them, the language used. 
Now, me personally, I have a certain amount of luckiness as I, over the years, I've trended slowly towards kind of a family-friendly thing, right? I just, I, I prefer that. I, I grew up uh, in my younger years. I used a lot of salty language and you know, all that sort of thing. But as I had kids and I grew older and I kind of mellowed, <laughs> I, 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 I stopped you know, swearing and cursing and, and all that sort of thing. And so I, I began to have a very family friendly show and publication. And so from that regard, I didn't really need to worry about, uh, you know, advertisers or whatnot, because I wasn't sitting here swearing up a storm, but a lot of podcasters and YouTubers, boy, they do. If you ever sit out there and listen to like the, li the Linux podcasts of the world, it is very rare that you find a Linux podcast. There's a couple of them, but not many that they where they don't swear like sailors, right? It's very, very rare. Um, and it is their right to swear like a sailor. I don't, but they can. And, and being advertising and being sp and sponsored by companies that becomes kind of an issue. That can become an issue. And there's so many things besides that. There's reviews, issues to think about. There's so many issues to think about. And if I can do this, if I, little old me, can make myself transition to entirely being supported by you, by all of you, by the sea of, of people who for some crazy reason enjoy the weird work that I do, well, others can as well. And we're seeing it a bit happen outside of the technology world. I've seen a large number of like political commentators on multiple you know, sides of whatever political fence that have taken to various platforms, uh, Substack, Locals, Patreon. Th those are kind of some of the big ones, but there's others as well where, they, where they're like, you know what, let's create a subscription format people who enjoy the work I want, I do and want to support it. And at the same time, maybe get some sort of benefit out of it, like some, like a free perk or the ability to chat with me or something like that. And I'll just go completely independent. And we're seeing some of those people, a lot of those people actually becoming more successful than they were when they worked for a big publication that was, that was driven entirely by ad revenue. It's, on the up and up. And I see that as nothing but a good thing. Because then each individual gets to decide, I want to get news from these particular sources. And not only are they going to be the unvarnished truth as that journalist sees it, which not everyone's going to agree with every journalist out there, that's for darn sure. A lot of people don't agree with me. That's, that's 100% for sure. But you know that you're going to get the truth as those people see it, right? And that means that people are going to be honest with you. They're not going to be sugarcoating things. They're not going to be hiding things or not talking about certain things for fear of making some sort of advertiser cranky. I mean, this is, this is why I do it all the way I do it. That's why I use Locals and Substack and Patreon. I use all three in part because I, 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 you know, everyone has their own preferences of the platforms they like. But I, so I just use all three of them and then, you know, give everyone the same perks. So there, there's, there's that. But there's another reason why this is the future of 
tech journalism, tech podcasting, tech shows in general. And that is respect for you. If you are being advertised to, if you are having pop-up ads and banner ads and inline ads and, and ads inserted throughout the shows and all that sort of thing, you are no longer the customer. You are the product. The customer then becomes the companies that advertise with the publication. Right? Because then if I'm advertising for, um, let's say, IBM, <laughs> I would not advertise for IBM, but let's say I did. <laughs> I mean, I would, th you know, in my old days, I would have thought about it if they would have been willing to like bring back OS2 or something. I would have been like, oh, OK, I'll advertise OS2. But no, I'm not going to advertise for IBM. So <laughs> let's say IBM comes around and says, OK, Lunduke, we want to sponsor the Lunduke Journal. And I say, OK, great. And they pay me a sum of cash. Okay. Now, uh, my job is not to keep you, the viewer, happy or the reader happy. My job then becomes to keep IBM happy, which is why when you go to ZDNet and, uh, and IT World and CIO Magazine and all these publications, you see so many articles that are like, you're like, who the heck reads this? Like, like ABC company forwards their B2B vision for the hybrid cloud. Like no human being reads that article. Like not even the people who build whatever product that is want to read that article. <laughs> it's true. You look at the numbers, you know it's true. So who is that article for? It's for the marketing people in the company that paid them to write that article. When those marketing people can have a budget and the PR people have that budget and they can go back to their, their, their managers and say, look at what we did. Look at this great article about our B2B hybrid cloud, uh, you know, convergence future. And, and they were like, oh, yes, that's very good. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, that's a very good looking article about us. We're very we're on the up and up. And it doesn't matter that only 300 people read the article. And half of them are in the company of the thing that it is it is, <laughs> is really advertising for. It doesn't matter. They're still going to keep doing it. Because again, you become n the product. As long as there's enough of you to keep coming back, they can sell you to companies. And they advertise to you. And I think, personally, that that really sucks. That is a not cool way to treat somebody. That is not a cool way to treat um, a, a fan, a friend, a colleague, a, 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 a nerd like you, a fellow nerd. It is not an okay way to just treat another human being. So I don't do that anymore. And, I, and I'm seeing an increasing trend of people who are interested in moving over from the traditional... <laughs> advertising and sponsorship based uh, model of paying for their journalism and moving over to a subscription model. And I love it. And I hope more people do it. Um, I, I don't, I think, it, I think it's great. I think as long as we can all keep it somewhat affordable, you know what I mean? Like, like personally, 
like if I'm being really honest about what I would like as a consumer of all this stuff, if I could have four or five great journalists that I could follow, you know, let's say like one or two political journalists, one or two technology journalists, and I don't know, maybe like a maybe like a movie art critic video game journalist, I don't know, right? So, something, some sort of combination of different journalists, of people that that seem to have some of the same ideas as me or some of the same interests as me or that I just truly enjoy listening to or reading. And if I could pay each of them five bucks, right? Five bucks a month to each of them. Oh, perfect. Okay, so I'm out 25 bucks a month, but I don't have to wade through ads anymore. I don't have to I don't have to be used as the product for advertisement. I get to feel confident that the that the let's say five different journalists that I'm following <clears throat> are not treating me like the like I'm the product. They are they are treating me like I am not I am the customer right? They are making the content for people like me, not for some nameless, faceless corporation or, or even worse, several corporations. I love that, right? Some podcasts over here, some, some video shows over there, maybe like one retro guy and like one like Linux Unix guy. (laughs) Like and like one political lady and then like, uh, you know what I mean? Just like a a combination, right? Maybe like a team of of people over here, like a a married couple that that uh, does a he said, she said about comic books. I I don't know. I don't know. It's just a combination of things. And then I get to choose where I'm getting my news and I get to feel like I'm not just subscribing to some big company's publication. I am putting my couple of dollars per month, which let's be honest, couple of dollars. I mean, that matters, you know, you don't want to just throw it away. So I'm putting my couple of dollars into the pockets of the people that I enjoy and I want to support directly. So I get to feel good about it. So now I feel good. The journalists feel good. The only people that hurt in this whole scenario are the PR firm people that represent the faceless corporations that we probably didn't want to hear about their B2B practices of anyway. (laughs) And honestly, in the end, it probably helps them too because it forces them to focus on building great products and talking to the the journalists in a way that actually says like, okay, here's why people would care about our product. They have to actually really think about it instead of just using corporate buzzwords, right? So in the end, it probably helps those corporations as well. This is the future of tech podcasting and journalism. This is the future. The, the, the YouTube ad model, it's going to go away at least in terms of of the big big places you know you see things like um uh like the linus media group right linus tech tips and all of them they created their float planes platform which is their their attempt at creating a subscription platform um for for their fans right they saw it they saw this coming and they're not alone in seeing this coming and many many different popular people are are starting to look at it and think seriously about how do i set up and create a good lasting subscription system where my fans are happy 
I'm happy, and we just cut the advertisers out of it. This is important. This also disincentivizes tracking of people. It helps promote uh, personal privacy. It reduces the need and the interest and the marketability of surveillance. In every conceivable way, it helps everything we care about, right? Every every privacy and internet rights group from the, the EFF onward should be pushing for this because it solves so many problems. Now, me, what I what I ended up doing is I have locals, so lunduke.locals.com, and that's kind of become the community, like a social media kind of site with, you know, and that sort of thing. And then there's Substack, which has all the articles and the podcasts and the videos and everything. And then there's Patreon, which is like for people who like Patreon. <laughs> Patreon's fine. Uh, I, I don't have as many good things to say about Patreon as a system as I do about locals and Substack because Patreon doesn't do as many things well as those other platforms do. Uh, but it's not a bad platform in general. Like it provides the functionality of setting up a subscription and talking with your audience and providing some exclusive content and all that. Like, like for example, I part of the thing that I do in my part of my thing with the Lunduke Journal is when people subscribe, they get my books, right? And there's ten books right now with with an eleventh one in progress. So ten books that people get. Okay, great. Well, on Patreon, just like on Locals or Substack, you can subscribe and then you can download the PDFs because they have they have the, that functionality of you can embed PDFs in in subscriber only posts and all that sort of thing. Um, it's just it's lacking a few things like you can't embed video on Patreon. So that kind of is a pain and whatnot. But like I can even do all my video on Substack and Locals, which is great because that that takes away the need for YouTube. And, and I know a lot of people still like the YouTube, and I'm not saying you have to burn YouTube down, but I don't need YouTube anymore. Like, I, I upload a portion of my podcasts to YouTube. Not all of them. Some of them. My articles don't go up on YouTube. My books don't go up on YouTube. Um, in fact, I, like, I'm going to do Linux Sucks this coming weekend. That's not going up on YouTube either. And so when people go to watch this new Linux sucks, right? For the first time, really, they, when people go to this, watch this new Linux sucks, it'll be on my platform, right? They'll go to my site. It's hosted on Substack and locals, but there's no one else there. It's just us. There's no ads running anywhere on the site. There's no advertisements at all. So I don't have to do any crazy, weird psycho tracking and blah, 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 blah. I don't have to do any of that. You just go and watch the show. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so simple and beautiful. And and I'm so glad that to see that more people are starting to look at this. And and I kind of want to do my best to help support those tech journalists and those tech podcasters that move in this direction. So I'm going to be keeping an eye out for, for the best and the brightest of them that are moving towards those ad-free uh, subscription based formats that don't have sponsors that don't have corporate overlords that don't have to kowtow to whatever some big media master tells them to to write or to say 
they can just be themselves. And I, I want to help support them as best I can. Um, so I'm going to try to do that going forward. Um, you know, so if you if you notice any of those sorts of of tech journalists doing that sort of thing and you're like, wow, that one that one's really great. Let me know about it because there's a chance I'm, I might have missed them. And I would love to to help spread the word and and help and help kind of build up a a network of of journalists that are all all moving towards that same bright glorious future where all of the audience is really truly respected and we give you the real honest truth i i think that's a good thing anyway thanks for listening to me ramble about this it's it's something that impacts i think it impacts a lot of us more than we realize because we all take in the news, right? The tech news throughout the week. And I don't think we all realize how dramatically the current absolutely broken system of tech journalism is. It is busted, but not here. And that's pretty cool. And it's pretty cool because all of you helped make it so. I mean, I if all of you decided one day, we're not subscribing to the Lunduk Journal. This is garbage. I'm going to flip the stable over. Roar! Well, the, the Lunduk Journal would go away. Or have to change. Right? I mean, it would. Uh, it, because the only reason I can do what I do is because so many of you out there said, we like this. Please, please do more of this. And so I got to. And uh, it is an absolute honor and a privilege, and uh, I am incredibly thankful for it. I'm incredibly lucky, and don't think that a moment goes by when, when I don't think about the, the trust and the, the support that all of you have given me to be able to do this. Could not be done without you. And heck, heck, like tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be posting a Q&A show. And I love doing these Q&A shows where all of you get to ask me questions, right? And then I get to just say whatever I'm thinking about based on the topics that you give me, right? So you guys are not only supporting the show, you're giving me the topics to talk about. My voice got really high there. Oh, couldn't couldn't be any better. Anyway, love you all. Hope you're having a great time. Hope you're having a fantastic week and got to do something super nerdy this week. Oh, and if you haven't, on Saturday, Linux sucks. It's going to be nerdy. I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I, You ever... I'm going to be honest with you. I've done a lot of these Linux Sucks shows. I've done a lot of presentations at conferences in general over the years and years and years. And most of those totally winged it. <laughs> some of those shows, some of those shows, and some really good shows, I came up with the day before. Uh, slapped some slides together, came up with a fun show, and just did it, right? Just did it. <laughs> <laughs> no practice, no rehearsals, just did it, right? This one, and that's not all of them. Some of them I, I did, you know, put a lot of time into. But but this one, I think is the, this one I'm the most excited about based on like the slide deck and everything I've put together, which means it's mine to screw up, right? If I do it right, it's going to be the biggest, most awesome Linux sucks ever by a long shot. 
Or I could screw it up and it could be just an, a giant, giant, like Hindenburg style disaster. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm thinking, pre- I, I just, I need to knock on wood and throw some salt over my shoulder for saying any of that. Uh, but the slides are, the slides make me laugh every time I look at them. And that's, you know, that's saying something, right? Like it's just the slides alone. There's, there's, there's like four or five slides in particular that when I look at them, they make me chuckle every time I, cause I keep going back to them, trying to see if there's ways I can improve it and stuff to add to it and stuff to remove to it, just kind of fine tune it. And I keep seeing these couple of slides and I'm like, oh man, uh, number one, some of them are really funny. And number two, there's at least one or two slides in there that are going to get me into so much trouble. Uh, all of you are going to love it, but I'm still going to get yelled at for it. And it's going to be an absolute blast. This is, this is without a doubt, again, if I don't screw up the funniest Linux sucks that I've done. So fingers crossed that I don't bomb completely on Saturday. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Again, knock on wood, salt over the shoulder. It's going to be great. Positive thinking. But if I do it right, I'm telling you right now, if if I pull off what I think I'm about to about to do on Saturday, biggest show I've ever done. Oh boy, I'm a little bit nervous. It's only at what it was is less than three days away from now. I kind of wish it was just tomorrow, so I could I could do it, because then I could just like sleep easy. I'm like I did it, man. High five to myself. I'm taking a I'm taking a day off, son. Oh, but that's okay. It's okay. I got a couple days to go. It's all set up to happen on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, once you get your Lunduk Journal subscription, um, uh, there's, uh, again, a- any of the three sites, uh, 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 Patreon, Locals, or Substack, they all work great. They'll all give you the show. Um, uh, I personally recommend Substack or Locals. I, I I just I like those platforms a lot. They're really nice. Um, but any of those three platforms will work great, fully supported no matter what. Um, and then what's going to happen is on uh, Friday. So Friday the 13th. Whoa. Is that really real? Is it really Friday the 13th? Yeah, it's Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th, you're going to get an email in your inbox um, with um, or a notification through the platform you subscribed on with all the details of how you can tune in, watch the show, chat with all of the audience, hang out with everyone, hang out with me all day long on on, uh, Saturday, May 14th. Uh, There's going to be a bunch of shows. We're going to do a bunch of community shows. It's going to be a blast. So um, that's how that'll work. Um, If you're late to it and you don't get subscribed until Saturday the 14th, no worries. You'll still be able to see all the details as well. Um, But try to do it by Friday the 13th so you've got it, so you're just ready to go. Um, It runs all, all day long on Saturday. And then the shows, the recordings of it will be posted on Sunday, um, starting with Linux Sucks. I'll post that one first. And again, it's not going to go up on YouTube. Um, it's going to go up on on my other platforms, Substack and, and Locals and all that. Um, and then there will be clips that will come out uh, maybe on YouTube, but just clips. If you want the whole show, go over to the Lunduk Journal and, and subscribe over there. All right, everybody. I've talked your ear off long enough. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go uh, turn on some TV, uh, grab a snack, 
I'm going to watch a movie tonight. Uh, you know what? Sometimes you just need to unwind and, and watch a movie. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't know what, what the movie's called, but there's some movie where Sandra Bullock is going to like search for like a lost temple with Channing Tatum or something like that. My wife thought it looked really cute, so we're going to watch that because my wife wanted to. That And that right there is the secret to a good marriage. Yeah, you make sure you give your wife the chance to pick out the movie. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a lot of fun. We'll find out. All right, everybody. I will talk to you later, and I hope you have a fantastic evening.